All right, we're recording. We hear and ow, before ow. we start anything at all, a very happy birthday today. A very oh. very happy birthday to Eric Peterson. Cheers. Hey, cheers. 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 Where's wow. yours? <laughs> Eric, we love you. We're so glad you're uh <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You're our friend. You're a part of the the film mm. snobs. You're uh you're a good guy and we love you. That's Ooh. so smooth. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, what are we drinking? Oh dr- my gosh, that's so good. What are we drinking right now? Uh it's called Abelour Space Side Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Double Cast Matured. Oh, that 12 is twelve nice. year. Mm. Mm. So wow. so so good. So different than this one, which is what you know we're we're kind of used to in this room, and that's it, a lot spicier, a lot zingier. That's very good. That's the uh, Ablorabunda. Wow. Well, it's been a while. It has, and we are in the thick of it. What is this? Um, we are starting a film snobs classic. Yes, Spooktober. Spooktober. Yes. Did Did we we start do you have a sonnet this time? Did we? S- oh no, I don't. Ah! Caleb. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Oh, Caleb's Pull up famous some Edgar Allan Poe or something. Yeah. Your famous sonnets, your famous scary oh, Scott sonnets. I didn't even think about that. Uh, uh, was the film was Spooktober the first thing? First that, episode. Yeah, first episode we ever released was yes. uh, Spooktober. Yep. And yeah, that was uh, twenty twenty, I believe. I think it was twenty. Don't wow. ask me. It was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. And that's when we used to review all the movies that we watched in one episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna, a, a bit of a. I don't know, like uh, a review of kind of how we used to do it. There are two episodes. There's Spooktober and the Lost episodes. Uh, Carl Theodore episode. Dreher. Yep, Carl Theodore Dreher episodes where we did all five. And uh, movie families. Favorite movie families. Did we do that one too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Shoplifters and Anna Green Gables. That was such and, a good episode, yeah. Um, we did like five episodes like that, and then I lost three of them. <laughs> <laughs> you should reach out to the Airbnb again and see if you can find they that yeah, hard drive. they did not find that hard drive. That's so um, weird I that know. they didn't find it. But welcome to Spooktober. Welcome to Spooktober. This, this should be our... Th- Third, we're glad everyone's no. here. This it feels my, like the this fourth. is my first. It feels like the fourth one that we've so done. We, we did Spooktober 2020. We did Spooktober yep. 2021. We did Spooktober 2023. And yes. this is Spooktober no, 20, 2022. And 2022. then this is 2023. Yep. This yeah. is 2023. <laughs> so this is the fourth Spooktober. Yes. Um, Wow. I love this. I love this time of year. Uh, I love how cold it is outside. Guys, I, I got such vibes uh, when I was like uh, just outside taking a walk and like there were no leaves crunching underneath my feet, but I mean, it was basically fall weather out there. It was phenomenal. I loved it. There's a crisp in the air. Yeah. It makes you want a bowl of chili. Oh, yes. Oh, some cornbread bowl of chili. Just oh. crumble that cornbread in there. Get that cheese melting oh, uh, yeah, all day. I... <laughs> I love that. every once in a while I make my mom's chili in this ungodly large pot and it usually feeds me for like 12 days oh, and I'll wow. just like freeze half of it and oh man it's so good I, love it. I love it so much yeah um yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Well, so we're, 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 we're here. Hopping, we're hopping into into Spooktober. Jared is not here. He's Jared's in here. lovely it, 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 Italy. Is he in Italy or in France? I or have Italy? no idea. Somewhere where the Alps are. He was in France. Then he was in Italy. Uh, is he in the air oh, now? You know what? No, I just not. saw his wife, Lexi, post on Instagram. Oh, oh did you? See, on this date, <laughs> on this September date. 14th. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
The picture 2023 at 6.45 p.m. <laughs> Let me see the last post. You're really bad at stalling, by the way. Jared's <laughs> wife, Lexi <laughs> You're just still talking. <laughs> Their address is... Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> How was the first Lexi I searched? What did you... Hers. you oh, re- L, it's Lexi with a Y. You really liked where they were because they were in one of your favorite they movies. They were in Annecy, where is where Claire's, Claire's Me was me. filmed. Yes. Oh, man, she doesn't have anything tagged, so I don't know where this is. Oh, no. If only you were like that guy who could identify any Google Map photo yeah. based on the photo. <laughs> I wish I was like that. That guy is insane. Um, um, oh, also, uh, Jared and Lexi, they had their anniversary a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And at their wedding, I brought my super eight camera <laughs> yeah and i shot stuff on super eight and yes. i did not send that stuff in to get developed until two weeks ago <laughs> oh my gosh so you're gonna give them like a really late well, wedding yeah. gift you know what and i thought about it i'm like what if it's probably more special <laughs> it's like a year later oh wow we're reliving all these memories on yeah. film rather than reliving them a few it'll be special weeks later it'll so be special now it's you know, a whole year later. <laughs> it's an anniversary. <laughs> That's gift. how I'm justifying it. And it's just, you know, you, you procrastinating. So yes, way to, way to that, go. That it is. Well done. Well done. Um, so what are we doing here? Okay. So come on, man. It is my pick. Yes, it oh, is. It is my pick. Boy, I'm ready. I am Caleb and I'm picking a movie. Uh, and yes. it's not, it's not your traditional spooky movie. Scary movie one. It is a movie that I think. Scary movie two. It, what is scarier than an existential crisis? Nothing. You know, a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this movie is kind of—it's not, yeah, a traditional horror movie. But oh no, man! It's <laughs> not at all a spooky it movie. It sent me. It sent me reeling. I watched it in 2020 during S- the pandemic. Scary in a different way. Yeah, scary in a different way. Okay. Uh, it's from 2000, 2011. Oh, I believe you both have seen it. Oh, along came Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's no. 12. <laughs> Ocean's 12. Ocean's 8. This is a movie. Um, the actress in this won um, the best actress at the Cannes Film Festival. Ooh. No no awards? Uh, I don't know. No, no no Academy Awards, I should I, say. I, I, I don't I don't Largest so. gap between her two front teeth? Uh, I don't think she has a gap. <laughs> I don't think she does. Hey, there's, okay. a, there's a gap between I'm, us I'm finding really out what this movie is. This. Come I'm on, man. really <laughs> building up this. This movie is directed by Lars von Trier, and it is Melancholia. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. Uh, are you serious? It is. Are it you is, for real right I, now? I am for real. <sighs> I wasn't having a good day anyway, so this is fine. Oh, my Lord. This. I took such a big exhale after that film. <laughs> I was like, what the hell we, did I just watch? We deal with depression. We deal with anxiety. We Whoa. deal with planets crashing into Earth. Mental health. Uh, oh, dude. I, forests. I, pixie nude naked forests. There's a couple nude scenes. There is yeah. a couple. It's basically a documentary. It is, it is <laughs> About who? About me. Oh, okay. It is, it is You're cur- the blue planet. It's the, uh, it's the pixies that really does it, it. It is currently on Peacock, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, yeah, it, it had a major effect on me afterwards, and so I, I kind of want to rewatch it. I mean, this move... Oh, okay. We can't talk about it right now. We just got to talk about it after, but 
this is close enough. I think like this movie is actually a little creepy. Oh yeah, spooky in like a brain way. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> One of the craziest endings I've ever seen in a movie too. Uh, it's like Cabin in the Woods. I was oh, just yeah. like, what? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do it. We'll watch it. <laughs> I cannot believe you chose this. Eric is serving up some delicious pie from 3.14 Pie Bar here in Colorado Springs. It is Eric's birthday pie. Thank you so much for the pie. I hey, appreciate yeah, it. You got it, man. Um, let's, I think it's like a Dutch apple pie is what they called it. Or some sort of... Does that mean there's like settlers of Catan pieces yeah, inside? Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. Is that what settlers of Catan is? Is that Dutch? Oh, yeah. Oh. Ask any Dutch person. They won't stop Ask talking about South it. Ask any South African male. Yeah. You're asking if it's Dutch? Maybe. Uh, he said it's tr- Dutch it's apple pie. So this I asked this episode was, might yeah. be special because this might be the first ever <sighs> video recorded episode of the film snobs. We'll see how it goes. Hey, yeah. guys. Yeah, I picked a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to me, right? Happy birthday, Eric. Sorry. F my life. We're really bouncing <laughs> off the walls here. Sorry about uh, the movie pick here. So, yeah, um, as the intro stated, I picked oh, 2011 so Lars so von good. Trier's Melancholia. Yeah. Oy. Appropriately named. Boy, what a doozy. What a doozy this movie was. Um, and always is, you know, when you choose to voluntarily watch it again. Yeah. You know, and so the reason I chose this as a horror movie or during our Spooktober movie is it's not your run-of-the-mill horror movie. I don't think a lot of people would call this a horror movie. It's um, not. It's, but after watching this you movie. You would? I, I probably would. Yeah. Oh, okay. After watching this movie, I watched it in 2020. It left me feeling so just eerie and existential <laughs> that I, I, I don't know. I you just watched thought, it in 2020? I watched it 2020. I, wow. I watched it like, so Matt Bolt, we all know Matt Bolt. He mm-hmm. got married uh, in 2020 and they had like a COVID wedding and I watched it like on a the, golf course. No. no, not on a golf course. But I watched it like the Thursday before going into his wedding into the mountains, and it was just like a, a handful of people. The moon. No, it was like didn't. a full moon that weekend. Oh, no. We hiked Mount Sherman that oh, that night, and like the full moons there the whole oh, time. And God, so dude. I was just the whole weekend. I was feeling so just like eerie and like reeling after this movie. Oh yeah, um, it's a good thing you don't have a wedding this weekend. Yeah. I do have a wedding this weekend, actually. Unbelievable. Stop watching this before weddings, Caleb. <laughs> did you bask That's in, your, oh, yeah. in uh, the moonlight naked? Or? I, I did not. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, well, and, and speaking of weddings this weekend, shout out um, frequent guest of the pod, Tristan Fox, getting married this weekend. Um, Tristan's getting married? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, whoa. I said Tristan Fox. Holy crap. I meant Tristan Lyons. I know a Tristan Fox. Isn't that funny? I know a Tristan Fox and a Tristan Not Lyons. Not funny to me. I have no idea who you're talking about. Well, Fox and Lyons. We're both animals. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, shout, sorry. Shout out Tristan Lyons, frequent guest of the podcast. Also, let's hear for Great. Tristan Fox while hey. we're at it. Well, Tristan Fox, yeah. I haven't talked to you in years. Tristan Lyons, you're getting married. You were on Princess Kaguya and you were on... Um, 
Red he, Shoes. He was on the Red Shoes. He was on DMX. He's been to... Or, I don't know if he's been to any live shows. Uh, he probably has, uh, but he's definitely been to like a bunch of times. We'll go like a theater was? or something like that and watch a movie as like yeah. a big old group and he's usually there. Hey, oh, he's always there. What he's was always the, there. the most valuable primate? Or, I said DMX, but what was the name of that one? <laughs> DMX. What was the name of that one we watched? MXP. MXP. I'll never forget it. It's the pod where I am the most angry at Ricky. MXP. In a legitimate way. Um, but yeah, Melancholia. Yep. Um, it stars uh, Kristen Dunst, uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. <laughs> I'm just I'm just mispronouncing uh, your name on purpose. Uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Yes. Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, we haven't seen him in a movie in a while. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, uh, his father. He's what's his father's name? Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, there's a whole lineup here. Um, so yeah, you know what? I'll give a brief rundown of the movie. Uh, Do it. No spoilies rundown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie follows two sisters. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst, mm-hmm. Claire, or no, Kirsten Dunst, Justine, and her sister, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Claire. One Justine and Claire. In, in and an English accent, one does not. Yeah, it's interesting. One has a very American accent, the other yep. has a very British yep. accent. And both parents are British. Both parents are British. Both parents are British. That is something I noted. I was like, so, wow. Yeah, maybe we'll have thoughts on that. I don't yep. really, but I don't. Um it's it's um Kirsten Dunst's uh Justine's wedding night. She's marrying Alexander Skarsgard. Everything seems to be going great. Um but the whole time, you can tell that Justine is dealing with she's she's uh, secluding herself, dealing with some severe, um, I guess, depression. Uh, I don't know if you she could have them de- depression yeah. episodes or bipolar. She could have episodes. bipolar. I yeah, I yeah. think that, that I saw some of that. Bipolar. Um, and yeah, I mean, Eric, I'm excited or not excited, but no, inter- no. <laughs> interested to hear your thoughts as uh, a therapist. Um, but then also it's told in chapters. So chapter one is Justine and then chapter two is uh, her sister, Claire, yep. who I would say has clinical anxiety. Yep. And so, you know, kind of those two, um, to use a word, juxtaposed together of um, this depression and this anxiety and how they're dealing with. Also looming in the background is this planet called Melancholia, uh, the title of the film that is passing by Earth. And, yeah. um, you know, Claire is scared that it's going to collide with Earth. Justine seems to be indifferent. And that's kind of just always looming in the background. Like um, specifically in the first half of the yeah, movie. It's yeah. Kiefer is a scientist, so he thinks it's going to be totally fine. And like the science backs up that it's going to pass by. And right. They don't even talk about it until the no. second part of the yeah, movie. No, first really half, no. the half of the movie, it's referenced like maybe once and then the rest of the time it's kind of is it because i thought they didn't really notice it until the very end of the first act which is them noticing the star was gone right uh she well she noticed the red star in the sky right at the beginning yeah right but they don't talk the about they don't say oh that's melancholy i think he says it's something else but oh, yeah. this is all kind of going yeah. on throughout this entire movie so let's just go around i already kind of gave my initial thoughts um of when i first saw it mm-hmm. and how it left me feeling i'd love to just start to my left mm-hmm. with cody martin see oh, how boy. uh how it left you oh feeling. boy he says yeah <laughs> that's what i said before we started yeah <laughs> i know yeah sorry um Mm. yeah it's a very well-made movie mm-hmm. it's beautiful in parts it's 
masterful in others in terms of how it switches styles and moods and things like that. Um, absolutely striking sound design. Probably one of the most noticeable sound designs I've ever experienced. Um, and Eric's sprinting out of the room. Oh, he's, he's giving us some light. Mood lighting. Um, is it good? I don't know. Mm, interesting. <laughs> it's, what, what, what? It's, it's an incredibly well-made movie. I think mm. it's exploring a topic somewhat objectively. Do I enjoy it? Not really. Right. Uh, but it's probably good. <laughs> yeah. And that's my Do thoughts. Enjoy on it? it? No. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Trying to look at it as a piece of art in some kind of way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it. I think it even casts itself as a piece of art. Oh yeah, big time. Especially with the opening, which we can talk about later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I. Uh, I would have to agree. Yeah, I would have to. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that has kind of like. Should I pour a little bit more? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have to agree with Cody. Um, I think that first time I saw this um, might have been right around when it came out ish. I mean, there might have been some delay, but I would say it's anywhere from probably 2012 to uh, 2014. And um, yeah, I just remember it being very stylized, very kind of. Um, unique. I hadn't seen many Vonjur movies before. I think that might have been one of the first ones that I saw from him. And um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you do approach it as like a piece of art that, um, yeah, a lot of shots that are beautiful. Um, as far as like the plot goes, you're kind of, I don't know. You're just kind of like, you're 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 buckled into this very it's very it's a very appropriate title but you're buckled up for this kind of just very slow sad um i was saying before the pod like there's so many scenes where people are like napping or talking softly or like sleeping (laughs) or like laying in a tub and i'm just like man how do you not just like there, there, there. I think there was a scene with like a, a the young boy when who's sleeping, and I was just like, God, that looks so comfortable. Mm. I, was, I was just like, I was ready to take a nap at that point. Um, so yeah, but God, it's just one of the crazier endings that I've seen in a movie where I'm just like, Oh my God, this is nuts. Uh, but yeah do i enjoy it i guess that's like the question you're left with (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know if the answer is yes or no but um it is it is very eerie very weird um and my initial impression is that um i don't really enjoy the experience i think it's too melodramatic um for me Hmm. and uh but yeah there are that all that being said there are some shots in this in this film that i think will always be in my head yeah um yeah and just just the way they were framed and the context and it's just very 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 beautiful um but yeah you can appreciate good art and 
I think still have conflicting feelings about yeah. it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good art, and I think it. I think what it really masterfully achieves messaging and story wise is showing how people approach mental illness. Hmm. Um, not necessarily any good ways to get out of it or to treat it or anything like that, but I think it shows how everyday people handle both handle it personally and with people they know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's just jump in to, uh, thought we had, (laughs) let's jump into the two characters. Let's let's, let's focus on, uh, Kirsten Dunst's character. Did you start? Did you give your initial impression? Oh yeah. Um, I really like this. Like it's not in it. Yeah, I agree. It's not like an enjoyable movie to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, oh, you know what I'm in the mood yeah. for? Melancholia. It's also a but hard movie just, to talk about without you, talking about it. Right. It, yeah. it makes you just want to, like, it, it leaves you reeling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like I've said a few times before, it left me just through an existential crisis of just life. And I, I think people can identify either with one sister, Justine, or with the other sister, Claire. Mm. And I identify more with one of the other sisters. I won't say which one. Uh, I want to dive more into this existential crisis you have. Well, it's just like, (laughs) I I think I have this, Uh, and I guess we're getting into spoily territory here. Let's do it. Because, yeah, I I I genuinely think this is... Q roller coaster sounds. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh, I have this in literally in any movie where the world ends. Hmm. I, I just, I'm left like... I don't know, just thinking about it. I had it with, uh, especially with that Steve Carell movie, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. When I that didn't movie that. ends. It, it's okay. And like, you can, yeah. You know, there, he's laying in the bed with um, Kira Knightley. And it's just kind of like, he's just like, look into my eyes, look into my eyes. And like, the world just like explodes around them. Almost like melancholia. It's just kind of yeah. like. Don't look up. That's it. Yeah, don't look up. It's just kind of um, like. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. What, what is earlier. there? Yeah, you know? that's um, knock at the cabin, then knock off of Cabin in the Woods. But the that one, that one almost ended, right? Yeah, it didn't. I don't actually. really remember much of. I don't really. I don't. Huh. <laughs> huh. I don't really remember much of. Uh, uh, but yeah. so I don't know. That's what leaves me kind of a little bit like. Are you afraid of death? I know which sister you. Uh... Any hoot. Um, <laughs> but let's let's let's. Uh, <laughs> He's not on the couch. Uh, Let's uh, start with Kirsten Dunst's character, Justine. Hmm. Highly, what's the word? Depressive. Yeah. Um, yes. It, and I think it's interesting that the opening scene in the opening chapter with Justine, which she mainly deals with like depression and feeling down and yep. perhaps bipolar. Cause she's kind of back and forth. We see manic depression. Right. Right. Yep. So we see her in manic states and, and in depressed states. Right. But yep. she, the opening scene is this scene in this taxi where the taxi's trying to get around this corner. It's a driving limo, down some, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Stretch a, limo. A, a stretch limo trying to drive down this impossible uh, turn, hard turn in this country road. <laughs> And that scene just gave me major anxiety. I'm like, how are they going to do this? She's Amazing. like, let them do it. Let Amazing. me. I'd be like, let me do it. Just, I'll, I'll take it. You know? And so I thought it was funny that that opened with like this super, str- in my mind, stressful situation. Anxious. But the, yeah. yeah. 
like someone like watching someone try to like back a boat out of their driveway or something yeah yeah just sounds (laughs) don't i I don't want to be there for that no turn right turn right oh god right but (laughs) yeah i'm curious what you guys thought about uh just the whole Justine chapter. Mm. She's at her wedding. The sister you do the, not relate to. Perhaps. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what 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 should be the happiest the happiest uh, day and night of her life. Also, who's cutting a cake at eleven thirty PM? This whole thing was a yeah. complete Shows kind of like there's so much going onion on. Soup at, a, at midnight. Yeah, what do you guys make <laughs> no, no, no. of all this? Onion stuff? soup out of a food truck. Like yeah, what the heck midnight. was going on there? There's yeah. so much going on in this that seems to not make so sense. Strange. So I'm curious what you guys thought of this this whole chapter with Justine. Do you want some more, Cody? Or if we're gonna talk about this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. Um, Something that uh, stuck out to me was that the actual wedding itself was not a part of this movie, that it only concerned itself with the reception. Yeah. Like you said, that opening scene was very kind of, it was very like wedding anxious. Like I've never gotten married, but I've been a part of weddings and there is that logistical, um, you know, timing based everything needs to go well thing. And there's just this Mm -hmm. normal thing that's going wrong and kind of in inducing all of this anxiety and stress. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they seem to take it in stride though, which is interesting. It didn't, it didn't feel like to me, the movie was presenting this limo scene as a trigger or anything. Mm. Um, it was actually kind of one of the lightest moments in the entire movie. Yeah. Hmm. And her, I would say most manic state. Yes. Where she was yes. just very happy and yeah. very, very glowy. I mean, even the lighting well, like glowed her and yeah, it's a very present moment as compared to how ethereal the rest of that entire part is in terms mm. of it's just her and him there's this funny little problem and that's kind of all they have to worry about. Mm -hmm. I think when they get to the reception, it becomes about entertaining and pleasing family. It becomes about presenting themselves as happy. It becomes about all of these things, um, Hmm. that are so interpersonal and so, um, interconnected that, it's it's funny it's like almost truly like comedic that the happiest scene in the movie is like something going wrong Mm. (laughs) and then the whole rest of the movie is just Mm. them trying to make everything perfect yeah um so i thought yeah it's it's very depressive i also thought it was pretty masterful filmmaking and Mm -hmm. acting and everything else that they made characters feel so alone when surrounded by people Hmm. and i think that is masterful filmmaking to be able to do that so yeah i I think some of the most artistic and beautiful pieces were in the very beginning of this movie um where they did a lot of slow-mo shots of yeah it, it was it was very interesting because they were they were either what we learn you learn in retrospect um because you don't really know at the beginning of the movie entirely what's going on with these very slow 
moving pieces that are um, very well framed, very well lit, and um, very artistic. And some are conceptual. Some are things that Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst's uh, character was like describing what's going on in her head, like when she was getting tangled in the in the black stuff. Yeah. So that was conceptual. Um, some stuff was literal, like when she was coming through the forest to help the kid with the stick and the kid was shaving the stick and that was something that actually happened. Yeah. Um, some stuff we saw that was ne- that w- it was like a scene that was happening in the movie later on, but we got an angle of that shot that we didn't get to see in the actual film. And so at the very beginning of the film, there's a, there's a shot of uh, Chris, Kristen Zanz's character with like lightning coming out of her fingers. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, we see a, we, th- we see a pole with lightning coming out of it, but we never see anything other than that. And that same pole is in that first shot in the beginning of the, of the movie. And, and so we see her kind of like interacting with it. So it was just like, it was very interesting how they were like, there were a ton of these shots and they're all behind like this classical music piece. I don't know if it was all Beethoven's ninth. Uh, a majority of it was. Yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah because they talk about it in the movie, um, which is also, if you've listened to Beethoven's ninth, it's such a, it's such a good piece, but it's also just like, it's classically like a sad piece of music, um, which again, makes sense for this film. Um, but anyway, so, my point is I've already seen this movie once. And so seeing that first beginning montage again, um, which is kind of like a, like a classic movie trope, like where the beginning of the movie is kind of like a slower pace kind of thing. Like some filmmakers did this where they would, the beginning of the movie would just be like really slow or just like, it would be just B roll with like classical music behind it. Um, It felt like, this old thing that people used to do. Um, and you definitely, when you're watching it, you definitely are thinking like, wow, this is like artistic. This is very kind of, um, out there. Um, and it's very long, you know, the whole thing is probably like 10 minutes or probably not 10 minutes, but it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah. So watching it in retrospect and being like, Oh, that was from that. And that was that. And that actually didn't happen in the film. And, but that was a different shot and it was very cool. It was very cool to kind of see that, um, after knowing what happens in the film. Um, and a cool thing that you get to do is like, you remember the beginning of the movie. And so when that stuff is happening throughout the movie, you're kind of like, Oh, that's what that was in reference to. Uh, so I really liked that. I, I thought that, that was very beautiful. Right. Um, um, <laughs> I, I kind of forgot yeah. your question. <laughs> no, I, I think it was just, yeah. wanting to talk about the first half with Justine. Um, Yes, and, and then yeah, the the wedding was just kind of weird. It just kind of like devolved, right? Yeah. So you start manic and you end <clears throat> depressive, right? Which is like the state of mental illness, I guess. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the first half of this movie, the 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 Justine chapter, time seems to just kind of go by with without anything. All of a sudden, like mm-hmm. it's it's day, and they're driving <clears throat> in the limo, and then all of a sudden they get back, get to the place, and it's dusk. 
And yeah. it seems like no yeah. time has passed. And then, but you know that turn is like n- not even a minute. It's like on their property, right? <laughs> and they're like, "You're two hours late," and you're like, "Wait, what? Right? How did and this happen? What?" It's like all of a sudden it, it's it's dawn. You see, hear the birds chirping, and then all of a sudden it's more. And like time just kind of seems really just fluid, hmm. um, where it, all of a sudden time has just passed. Um, Nerd Rider has a really good video on Melancholia, yep. and he talks about it. Even like when they're dancing, the reception, La Bamba's playing. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's not like linear where she's dancing with one person to La Bamba, and then it cuts to the next scene. She's dancing with someone else, just playing another s- song. But mm-hmm. she's dancing yeah. with one person, then she's dancing with another person, then she's dancing with another person. It seems like the um, whole night and reception's going on, but the whole time it's playing La Bamba, and so it's like time just seems not linear and everything's just kind of confusing and up in the air and Mm. nothing's connecting. Um, And everybody is like, there's certain characters who are like tired or who are talking about um, how late things are going or like what time, but like sometimes it'll cut to a dance scene and people look completely refreshed, right? Not tired not I like like they just hopped onto the dance scene right yeah like they're dancing with their partner and their eyes are kind of like all and you know it's been like four and a half hours yeah or like like all not like maybe it's been six hours and they're just like so that was also kind of like a disconnect where it was like you have Kristen Dunst's character like walking around like a zombie mm-hmm. and everyone else is kind of like dancing like they're not tired it was yeah. it was kind of like a disconnect I right. felt yeah yeah and even with that time frame Skarsgård's character is just kind of oblivious to it all yeah he Obli- has his, oblivious to it all he, I think he's, he's just kind of dumb well, no they, has, they paint his, him as dumb he has his look in his eye that's just kind of like all some kind of dumb schmope and he guesses like six million million, yeah Yeah. six million beans how many beans like and he's not like oh hey i bet they're six like joking but it's like it seems like he's serious and so Mm -hmm. i don't know if they'll be like yeah yeah he's just a distant partner i've never given a speech before in my life yeah Yeah. it's just kind of like well it's kind of paired with like he's pretty naive and happy-go-lucky too yep like all of the cringy family drama he kind of laughs it off and like all of this stuff Mm so i don't think it's so it's as simple as just being dumb i think he's a pretty good foil for kirsten dunst in that he can kind of be happy Mm -hmm. and content with like anything like the mother-in-law makes a horrible joke about marriage and he just kind of like laughs it off Mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, there there is stupidity there, but there's also he's hopeful and he's yeah positive and and whatnot. And I think that that's I think there I think there's Claire and Justine, and then there are positive characters. And not to say that they're all good, right? But there are positive characters in this movie, and there are negative characters in this movie, and they're all yep. uh not great <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think scar's characters is very kind of your classic like nice guy syndrome where he's like doing all these things for her and and um you know i haven't been taking enough care of you and like waiting on her hand and foot and <clears throat> not that these things are bad but it's kind of you once you kind of know that uh, personality type and you kind of like see some of those flags where he is just completely selfless 
like his individuality is wrapped up in taking care of this person and like buying things for her and like carry this with you wherever you go. And, um, yeah, he, he just kind of seems like this, like shell of a man without like taking care of her, pleasing her. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just very interesting to kind of see that, um, Mm -hmm. from him, uh, and, and that kind of, personality kind of come out but um i remember watching this for the first time and just being like oh my god like this is so weird that like do i is there something i'm missing where like they got married and now they're like splitting up at the end of the right did they that's <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. there's a th- one thing that i noticed is especially in this part but in the entire movie the characters do a really good job or the script or whatever does a really good job of nobody really says what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They just kind of go and do it mm-hmm. like them splitting up at the end, like at the very end of close to the very end of her act. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like walking out with a suitcase and I think it's kind of assumed it's his parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I guess we're going to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what'd you expect? And then they just leave and there, nobody's like, I'm leaving you. It's all very kind of like, we all know what's going on. Like, right. You know, almost like they had this conversation beforehand where it was like, I don't, I, 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 you know, like I'm not a getting married type. Yeah. I, I don't think that this is a good idea. I don't, th- I, I don't think that this would work with me. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got this manic depression and you know, it's never going to work out. I'm just going to leave you. And he like, and he convinces her yeah. to get married Yep. and then cut to, <laughs> to what we are shown, which is the marriage. And then it doesn't work out. And she's just kind of like, you know, we had this conversation, you knew yeah. what you were getting into. And I told you this was a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's um, interesting about what you just said is that's almost the exact lines from her mother about marriage. Hmm. And, yeah. And You're just like her mother, dude. Short well, walk no, to like, he's, he's like, I think he's, identifying something that the movie intentionally does, which is mirroring this mother and daughter. Um, she's like, I hate marriage, especially yeah. to those who are close to my family or yeah. whatever. And yeah. that's another part that's very much played off where it's just like, she's saying all these horrible things that if you heard it at a wedding, you'd be like stunned. Oh yeah. But she says it and everybody just kind of laughs it off. And like, it's just kind of, Oh, that's the mom, you yep. know? And but, like, same with the dad's antics and everything else. Nobody, <laughs> I was about nobody, to say, this nobody, is the same wedding where the yeah. dad came with two dates, both named Betty, both named Betty. Betty uh, her for, daughter's uh, wedding. Why don't you have a date named Betty? Uh, both, which are, uh, young enough to be his daughter. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan hurt. Is that his name? Jonathan? Is William? Hurt? William, William hurt. hurt? I'm not sure. Remember. I'm not he's sure. fantastic in everything. Dance else. until everything he's in. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he's so good. I love him. Can I read you guys a quote? No. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so honestly, it, this is Ricky's review of Melancholia. Oh, it, 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 it's primarily. It'll say when he saw it. Uh, he watched it July 26, 2020. We watched it two days apart from each other. Weird. I watched it July 28th of 2020. Yeah, but you were at that wedding where you bass naked in the moon. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you weren't with him. You weren't with him. I was naked. I was yeah. naked. <laughs> the, 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 the main takeaway of that is that I was naked. Um, <laughs> 
Um, so this is what Ricky wrote, and it was mainly about, uh, I think, the first part. It's a little long, so let me read it. I, I also th- want to make like a small little prediction, because I, I think... He freaking loved this movie. That's just my take. Would you like to guess a star rating? I would say it's this is a four and a half. This is... this is. I was going to say four. Yeah. This is either a four and a half or a half star up. Uh, I don't think he gave this a four, but this is go a ahead. Fi- this is a five star for me. Hell yeah, I was he right. He says, you are trying to enjoy what should be the best day of your life when suddenly an escapable mass of darkness crashes into your body, ripping apart every molecule like the violent wave of an atomic bomb. You disintegrate in front of your loved ones as they stare in confusion and resentment as you purposefully summoned this cloud, as if you purposefully summoned this cloud of suffering through an occult (laughs) ritual. Everything is meaningless. You sink into the cold, lifeless earth and forget how to breathe. You begin to go completely numb as you dream of never waking up. You dream of sinking deeper into the ground as your entire body begins to ossify. When every day feels like dying, I'm sure dying doesn't sound all that bad. All right. Dude. Thanks, thanks, everybody. Thanks Dude. for joining. Ricky, I love that review. I don't know why. I've always loved it. I um, think he's I think he's describing a personal relationship with depression, maybe. Maybe. Um I don't I'm not outing him because I have no idea. But yeah, I'm but just it's, like, it, I I think it's, it's true. Like yeah. it's she uh, towards the second People half of the movie, once the this. once the planet starts coming, she just seems so indifferent. Kirsten Dunst just yeah. seems even peaceful. See, yeah, it's just kind of like this is nothing compared to what I've been feeling. Like, yeah. I welcome this. Yeah. Um, yeah, she even says like the Earth doesn't deserve life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to to keep going on, and uh, you know, you you kind of hear some of those same sentiments uh, when people are talking about um, global warming and stuff. It's like you hear these like disaster. Um, extremists who are just kind of like, do we deserve to continue Hmm. planet Earth? Like, we're treating this Earth like crap. Do we deserve to keep living on this planet? Like, we're not doing it. So, yeah, you kind of get that kind of sentiment or that mentality from her where it's like she's just even more so on the extreme where she's like, yeah, no, I don't. Maybe we don't maybe the earth gets destroyed and i think that might be okay right we're the only planet with life and if we die then we die right <laughs> it's like yeah. Whoa, okay yeah <laughs> also yeah. going out on a limb saying we're the only ones with uh life <laughs> Because she was like, oh, yeah. we're the only planet with life. We are alone. I was like, oh, man, she's really going there. Well, don't ask Mexico about yeah, what they, they found. They just hey. proved that wrong. Uh, well, were they the ones that put the alien in the coffin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, I want to talk about uh, Brady. Is it Corbet or Corbett? Huh? I think it's Corbet. Who? who uh, the who guy that she has sex with on the golf course. Oh, oh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. I forgot what his his yeah. name in the movie was, but Tim, it was like, I think. yeah, I think it was like yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to get a byline from her for for work, a tagline, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. he you know goes to the golf course because he's trying to like get you know information from her for work, mm-hmm. and she just like pins him down. She's feral and has uh, intercourse. She assaults him. him. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. No. 
completely not is is that just consensual. in line with manic depressive behavior or is there something more there i my my take is that she she wanted to feel something um and this came at the at the precipice of her almost having sex with her husband <clears throat> she's and, a little riled up and, and you know. well yeah and but she she said no stop i don't want to do this uh or i need a minute or something mm-hmm. and she takes a yep. walk and then as she's taking a walk on the golf course that's when this assault happens uh where yeah she pins him down and and has sex with him on the golf course and it's just it's very strange and it's and it kind of comes out of nowhere for the viewer you're kind of like oh this is happening oh okay that's interesting and it's very short it's not like graphic or anything yeah it's, but it's, it's just super wide angle away yeah 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 just kind of observe but it's so far yeah. like i usually do so. but it is but it is interesting because <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> it's okay if i cut this whole first part out no we'll start the podcast now (laughs) um anyway uh yeah so uh, for the viewer you're kind of like whoa what's going on here why did that happen this is kind of strange and then you know it the the rest of the movie kind of kind of continues but um impulse uh is not uncommon and just to kind of yeah i don't know <clears throat> my read is is probably wrong could be wrong um but she might have just been wanting to um shake things up or feel something or um you know she didn't feel anything for her husband and yeah. so she just wanted to see if that was like a broken thing or something yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> i think it was like you said impulse but i think a lot of I think a lot of her depression is tied mm. to expectation and that's kind of what I talked about mm, at the beginning mean? of um, how people kind of react to mental illness or status quo or whatever of, I mean, I would love a counter in this movie for how many times people reference Kirsten Dunst or request Kirsten Dunst to be happy. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. I agree. And, That's a major theme. And yeah. like even Kiefer Sutherland at one point is like, uh, if we have a deal, like there's strings attached. Like I did this nice thing for you. I threw this wedding at my house. It cost me so much it cost money, me so much money, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the only deal is, is that you have to be happy. Yeah. I think a lot of people who have gotten married are going to feel that sentiment from a lot of family Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot in terms of like, Mm -hmm. well, we did all this stuff. Like, I hope, I hope it paid off. I hope you're happy because of it and Mm -hmm. all of that. Her sister, you know, saying, are you happy? And yeah, you're right. It just, it just so many times. You know what it reminds me of? What? Have you seen the second season of the bear? No. You know, in the bear, when, she's like mom are you okay yeah it's like like that question yeah well with with the one with with kiefer you're you're kind of you see her face reacting to it and it's strained it's kind of like yeah yeah i'm 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 happy i'm happy it's it's like she's trying to convince herself she's trying to convince him it's difficult to even just say even as a lie it's difficult to make that come out of her mouth um yeah because it's so incredibly false like she's not 
happy at all. Mm-hmm. And she, she says her true feelings to her sister or her mom or something during the wedding. Yeah. Uh, in like one of the rooms or something. And yeah. she's just, she like, explains how she actually feels, but she also kind yeah. of preempts it with like, I've been smiling. I've been doing the stuff. Like I, uh-huh. I'm doing, I'm going through the motions. I'm doing the right stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm smiling. I'm smiling. But yeah, yeah I yeah. think a lot of her depression <clears throat> does come from like that expectation. I think that's why she that's interesting. doesn't have sex with her husband is because there's expectation, mm. but the random hookup with a random person at, on a golf course is not no expected. strings attached and not expected. Right. And so I think, yeah. I think a lot of her stuff comes with, I think the, uh, I think a wedding reception is the perfect environment in which to explore human expectation because that's all a wedding reception is because people expect great food people expect everything to be on time every everybody expects to have a good time it's supposed to be a celebration and so yeah there's so much expectation that um i think that's that's what leads to a lot of people's depression like i've gone through depression before and Mm. a lot of it is uh non-met expectation a lot of it is dissatisfaction Mm. um you know if anxiety is fear of the future depression is kind of resentment or even anxiety of the past um and so or Mm. even the present in terms of i think expectation I think then that that's that's even more telling when there's an unexpected thing with the limo Mm -hmm. and she's relishing in it. Yeah. Right. It's kind of this fun moment because it's Mm. it's this unexpected thing that has no expectation on on and and maybe like also being late is kind of like they're expecting me to be there and so like mm-hmm. her lateness is kind of a rebellion against yep. expectation absolutely um yeah and you kind of you kind of see that and what but once she's there once she's at the wedding party you see rebellion after rebellion after rebellion over over expectation yep the cake needs to be cut She's in a bathtub. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she took her wedding dress off, got into a bath. Yep. And just like, and then like some other thing happens and she's taking an actual piss on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it Like she had to take a golf cart to get there just, just so that she could kind of get away. And I think like she's, she's constantly trying to, exit out of that yeah that expectation of of what's needed from her and um yeah it's interesting now that you mention that a lot of things start to make sense on what she did and and why she kind of was always removing herself from the situation so let's put that against then uh her sister claire Okay, the one you resent, you the one I might one align with a little bit, yeah, yeah. where everything needs to go as expected. Yeah, yep. <coughs> Major worry, anxiety, doubt. worry, but, doubt, but, fear. Okay, so then let's the beginning of her chapter. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of uh, Justine's chapter, in my mind, like that gave me major anxiety mm-hmm. of like things aren't going as expected. Yep. But then in the opening chapter with Claire, yeah. That seems like the point where I felt the most depression of like, you hmm. felt a little bit of her bipolar of, um, 
uh, Justine's bipolar stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you felt the full effect of like major depression yes. there. Couldn't even lift her leg, leg to get into the bath. Yes. Yeah. Like that, I just felt like so like. Sleeping all day. Sleeping. Literally she sleeping could all day. hardly open her eyes, ate the meatloaf. Yeah. Food tastes, tastes like, like ash. ash. Exactly. It's just like, like that's. T- taste goes away with depression. Yeah. Yep. It's just, um, you just feel the heaviness of that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And so I, I think, yeah. I think it's interesting that like at the beginning of each chapter, it's not focused on their main, mm-hmm. the sister's main like experience, but mm-hmm. it's focused yeah. on the opposite. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Claire is like trying to keep this wedding together nothing's going right then it's right. like the next few days and she's really worried about this this planet melancholia colliding with earth do you think it's a couple of days later well it, it, it's at least a day it's like a, yeah, it's dude, like the next after, day yeah. and then Kiefer Sutherland says like in you know tomorrow morning it'll be past us and it is past us so then the next day oh no uh, i just mean from the wedding to uh, to act 2 i think probably it's a day not day or known two. I'd it say, fe- it feels like too. oh no! It feels like a year has gone by. Oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, she and does not have just, way shorter hair. Not not just because yeah, that could have been an impulsive decision against expectation. Kind yeah. of the stuff we were talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. for sure. It could have been, but I think that it was an easy way to show passage of time and like a deepening of the depression. Um, oh, maybe you're right. And, I didn't pick up on that. And space between her and. The, the like she's not with Scarcely her husband right so yeah. he's not he's not around it could have been anywhere from i i think yeah. like anywhere from a year to less it could have been months it could i think it yeah it could i have think been it months. could have been a day and I, it could have been a year isn't that wild it's yeah, like yeah. What we're talking about it's where it's just like time seems yes. so <laughs> yeah yeah indifferent time yeah, yeah time during depression itself the time itself goes by slow but the measurement of time goes by fast mm-hmm. the, so like days or months or yeah. whatever measure you put on it that goes fast but the actual experience of it is incredibly slow the only piece of evidence that really sinks it in for me and i know this is a weird point to to lock onto but i just feel like it um is that at the end of act one they kind of notice that um, the star is gone mm-hmm. um, in in Scorpio, like the the star they talked about, the red star. <clears throat> and then in the next act, there's all there's all these websites talking about the planet, and there's conspiracy theories, and there's people talking about how it's going to destroy the Earth, and there's science backing up where the planet is, and like where it's, and it it just feels like a lot of time has passed mm-hmm. between finding out that. Oh, oh, why is the star gone? And oh, there's this planet that's like right. blocking it and and is like it we've been tracking it now for a little while. So that's that's what felt like like act 2 was like some time had passed. Yeah. But yeah, it just also felt like um Justine is it Justine? Or Kirsten, 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 Kirsten Yeah, but what's her character's name? Justine. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, it just felt like her condition had gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, remember that scene where she said, hey, guys, I just got married yesterday. <laughs> right? Do you remember yeah. that? No, no, remember no. Remember she said I, that? I, I, I don't remember, remember that. you interrupting <laughs> the movie to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did like a <laughs> Karl Marx bit or something. <laughs> Karl Marx? Karl Groucho? Marx. <laughs> Oh my God! I yeah, no, it actually, it was manifesto. a Carl. It was a Carl Marx. He's bit. just seizing the music yeah. production. 
Oh my god, I cannot believe it. That's phenomenal. Um, Classic. Any hoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't know. It, I I. You were so, talking about the other so, sister. So yeah, yeah, Claire, the other yeah. sister. Her son is involved. Uh, she has a son with Kiefer Sutherland, mm-hmm. and Kiefer Sutherland is someone who likes to study the stars and the planets and stuff. He's some sort of scientist, mm-hmm. and him and his son create this device that you hold up. It's like a, a rod with a wire ring around it that you hold up to your chest, and you look at the planet through the ring. Yeah. And if the planet's closer, you can see that it's getting closer. You can kind of track how fast it's moving and it's yep. further away through the hole. You can kind of see it's pretty how smart. far it's moving yeah. away. It's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like the type of thing that I think I felt the most connected to hmm. where, you know, like you want to keep checking something to make sure like yeah. I'm not in danger and you you keep yeah. checking and all of a sudden you see okay I'm not in danger and danger is a relative term yeah. so yeah. like either it's as small as I'm not going to I don't know mm-hmm. in high school fail a test I don't know uh, yeah. or right. as big as the a planet's going to collide with earth but I'm like oh okay that's the thing I can gauge and I'll keep going back to that until I can get confirmation that right. i'm safe right but then she checks it again mm-hmm. and it's getting closer and you i felt that dread of like, uh, yeah everything i've thought is coming true yeah that i'm i'm not in control of anything <laughs> especially yeah. when it's been like heavily reinforced by her husband that like she has nothing to worry about and you know you're, you're kind of getting this this classic kind of um, image of like the husband who's trying to fix things or like reassure the wife that like everything's going to be fine and like it's going to be okay and I know what I'm talking about <clears throat> and then to find out that you don't know everything and you are wrong and he literally can't handle the shame of it um, is 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 kind of it's it's a it's an understandable kind of like position where you're just kind of like I think that all he wanted to do was to kind of like, you feel like this is a guy who has constantly over the course of their marriage, like handled mm-hmm. her, her worries and her fears and kind of mm-hmm. like stem them down with science and like understanding and facts and things like that. Right. Uh, and that's what he's doing in this case. But as he said in the movie, like there are other variables that he can't account for. And like, it's not always right. Right. So yeah so when they think the planet's like moving away she's like okay great so next morning she's sitting out on the patio she takes a nap her husband's looking through the telescope then she wakes up from her nap and he's not there mm-hmm. yes yes it's like john john she's looking around for him yeah she looks through the little like device that her son made sees yeah the, the planet's like a little closer she starts freaking out and yeah she goes and sees that he's killed himself because like he knows what's coming it's just it's yep Oh man, yeah. The second half of this movie connected way more with me. Of like, just I, I, I now I've realized this within the last year. Like, I really like being in control. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like yeah, I, we all do. Control thing of like, I can control the variables, and yeah. I'm gonna make sure that I can do that. And yeah. if I can't, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and oh man, it's just mm. there's no worse feeling mm. than just being like I. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's something we have to deal with yeah. on a and, daily and basis. As people right? who have probably a more, um, I don't know, 
eternal perspective. There's things that we can rest in, but oh, yeah. uh, uh, as a human in like a humanistic way, it's just kind of like, man, if I had nothing, like if everything was out of my control, which it is, yeah, like what a, a hopeless existence. I don't mm. know. Mm. Ugh. Gets you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You really see Claire's uh, personality just unraveling at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt, God, I just felt so frustrated with her character right oh. at the, right at the end. Yeah. Because like Kirsten Dunst's character is kind of like, Claire, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. Stop. What are you doing? I'm like, going to have a glass of wine with you. Are you going to? Well, no, even, <laughs> even like before, it was either before that or after that, where she was just like, why are you putting the kid in the car? Mm, where, yeah. where are you driving to? Like, what do you think? Yeah. Where are you going? Yep. Do you have a spaceship you're going to or something? Mm. Cause that's the literal only alternative here yep. is to get off planet and you're not doing that. So what are you doing? You're running away. And she literally, you, you see her character like dragging her son uh, all over the grounds trying to get him out and she's, <laughs> the golf cart stops and she just like runs with the kid and there's Kirsten Dunst's character just like sitting on the stone wall just waiting for her to come back because she's like where are you going? Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? And she does. She like circles back and ends up back at the house and but 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 Claire's like just fear is like right on the precipice of like a panic attack like she's just like screaming and crying and like fretting and you know she she's wrestling with that that unease that that lack of control that you're talking about mm. where there's nothing that i can do about a planet smashing into the earth yeah. there's nothing i can do about this and it's and it's it, you see it and, and, and just unravel on her and you see the stark contrast with her sister who's just sitting calmly on the stone wall just being like waiting for it to come right and yeah you it, it's so interesting so there's something interesting there that I want to talk about oh where so the two times they're riding horses yeah Kirsten Dunst tries to she's riding her horse and her horse won't cross the bridge I noticed this too her horse won't cross the bridge no, I then, noticed it I just had, I don't I don't know tries to drive the, yeah. the golf cart it shuts off shuts off won't cross the bridge yeah what do you guys make of that I, I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know well yeah I, I noticed it but it's like well I, I wonder I, I'm also just, I'm piecing together a thought right now yeah okay like why her, horse, her name is Steelbreaker or no, oh no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but a horse is something you are controlling something that all has a mind of its own. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's not crossing the bridge. I don't know. It has right. a mind of its own though. You're sure. not the only one. But then the sister is having something that she is in full control of. Yeah, mm-hmm. the golf cart does not have a mind of its own, but it also won't cross the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's I think that's pretty right on track. It's. I think it is a. I think it's showing that both of their respective illnesses prevent their progress. Mm. It prevents their crossing of the bridge. And that darn troll. But oh, what's over the, <laughs> oh, what's over the bridge? Old elf. <laughs> Bastard. 
How dare you? <laughs> but what's past the bridge? What? Is it the village? No, I, I, I don't, what, I don't think it matters. I think, yeah. I think it is just... <laughs> what is the bridge? Being able to cross any sort of chasm or body of water or anything is very spiritually mm. progress, right? Like, that's yeah. yep. a marvel of man to be able to cross these things. And I think being unable to on whatever you're using to carry you is... right showing what's preventing you from doing so it's very interesting because it's like with with the horse it was it was something that had a mind of its own and even to the point of beating it and beating it and beating it and kicking it and beating it it like no matter how much you you were forcing it to go across it still just laid down and 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 didn't it didn't cross. It just laid down yep. on the ground. Um, and she still continued to hit it and beat it. And you're kind of, I think that that's a metaphor for sometimes people have these mental illnesses and people who don't have them don't understand why people are doing things that the way that they are doing them or why they can't get over it, why they can't build a bridge and get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those people who don't understand it are forcing them like time and again, or, or asking them or, or questioning them and just like, why, are, why are you stuck? Why don't you just get over it? Like what, yep. what is wrong? Snap out of it. Yeah. And they're beating the horse yep. and it's just not going to cross that bridge. No matter how much you beat it, it's not going to do what you want it to. Yeah. Because you are fundamentally not understanding the mental illness. Well, and that's the personal experience of it too. Right. Like no matter how much you know your depression and like try to like force yourself out of it, it mm-hmm. it's not going to move. No. And, and you could do all these happy things and, and same with eat the, all these happy meals, but yeah, it's, it's not going to same with the anxiety too. Like you can run all you want, yeah, but you're still going to be scared and you're mm-hmm. still going to be all of these things. So you can't force yourself to be not depressed or not anxious either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the golf cart furthering the metaphor, the thing that you thought you had control over, mm-hmm. uh, just shuts down and now you can't fix it. It just died. Yeah. So now the control is gone again and now you just run, but where do you run back to where you started? Yeah. Yep. Man, let's talk about favorite shots. (laughs) Hell yeah. There's a lot of like art parallels in this movie. There's, um, Ophelia from Hamlet, uh, where she's in the the water. water. Nope. Um, there's yep. one, uh, The Return of the Hunters, uh, by I believe it's, well, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Peter Bruegel. Bruegel? I don't know. Um, I think it's pronounced Bugle. Wait, like which she even ship. pulls out, like they even show that that painting uh, of mm. the hunters returning kind of down to the town. Mm. In the um, book. They show, yeah, she opens yep. all these books of these paintings. And even that um, photo is used as um, in um, Solaris. By Andre Tarkovsky. Okay. And even what's that movie that we've watched a few times? Um, 24 frames. I think it might be in that too. Do you remember 24 frames? It's just a bunch of, we've had it on in the background during movies. It's just 
literally oh, yeah. 24 like kind of paintings yes. and photos. Uh, Abbas Kiristami kind of yes. like reanimated the, some of the photos. Um, yeah. Is that the one with the camels? That's not the one with the camels. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember that. It was better than 2001. Um, uh, yes, 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 yes. But yeah, uh, so there's some art parallels in here, but I was wondering if, yeah, you guys had any favorite shots. One of the shots that lives in my head forever um, is the wide when she's laying on the bank. Mm, yeah. Um, and the moonlight is just bathing her, the blue moonlight, because it's one of the, the blue moon is out, or the the planet. Yeah, the planet of melancholia. Um, and it's the wide, which includes the river and the bank and the rocks and the moss that she's laying in or whatever. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's, stunning it's just like it's 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 very it's almost ethereal or very like like fan fantastical it just looks like something out of uh like a storybook or something like that i don't know it's it's yeah i don't know yeah that's that's definitely one of them yeah let me stall in thinking of my favorite shot by talking a little bit about why I think this is a horror movie. And sure. I think it is partly the visual language of it. I mm. think horror movies have, and all movies have their own visual language. And I think this movie has horror movie visual language mm. that there are, like I talked about earlier too, like the sound design, even like breaths and gravel stumps and all of these things are mm. the foleying and the background noise of everything is so amplified. So it puts much. you on edge and it puts you so much in a, in an aroused state from a psychological perspective. Um, it's like someone has a mic right on their mouth. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 And so there's that. And then the visual language itself as well, there are shots and I'll, I'll say this is one of my favorite shots. Um, is when she is in her wedding dress and even her veil, she's walking with like the veil up through the golf course. And it looks like kind of a traditional, traditional nowadays, like a modern traditional horror character of Mm. a veiled woman at a Mm -hmm. distance, isolated. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of creepy. Like it looks scary and like lights randomly go off and doors randomly slam and doors kind of creepily open. And, there's a very much a visual language of horror in this, um, let alone, let alone, you know, horror movies are kind of ridiculous in and of themselves of they are a visual medium. And so a lot of it is based off of like what you're able to see Mm -hmm. and like not being able to escape and the inevitability of this Mm. uh, impending doom, impending doom. And I mean, that's what this movie is. It's like the blue moon, like the blue uh, planet is almost kind of like the monster. Well, there's that, you know? and then I think I think in part one it's all the people, and then I think in the mm. part two it's the planet, and yeah. so I think the visual language of this movie is genius in terms of wow. it makes it like Eric described earlier. It's it's a slow movie, yeah. Like there's not a lot of action or excitement at all. It's very dry and slow, but the the visual language of it is, is like a horror movie. And those, yep. that contrast is kind of striking and puts you at ease or yep. not at ease the entire time. Keeps you engaged enough. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, also really liked that, that scene where, um, the planet's doing the close pass mm-hmm. and they're all like on the front lawn and, 
things start shaking mm-hmm. and the sound of the planet yeah. starts, you know, it, there's like this, it's just like this, this heaviness. Like a rumble. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a it's good a way to describe bass. it. It's like a deep rumbling, um, that just like continues and perpetuates yeah. because it's, you know, passing by the earth. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, you know, it's, it starts off normal and then it starts to get slightly more blue and then it gets even brighter. And then, yeah, this, this planet just rises over the horizon and it's huge. Um, I actually expected it to be much bigger than it was in the movie. I expect it to be a lot closer, but, um, yeah, that was, that was stunning. Yeah. I thought that that was like, and everyone's in awe and it's like, this is something no one's ever seen before. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what anxiety feels like too. Is like that rumbling, that that constant, uh huh, impending danger. Like you were talking about, Caleb. Like, Can't get away from it. I'm I'm in danger, and there's just this rumbling. It's like there's this constant reminder that makes it feel like you're going through an earthquake, or you're about to go on stage, or right. or you're standing on a cliff's edge. It's that kind of like tension and. Yeah, again, very masterful sound mixing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Lars von Trier is one of uh, Lars von Trier is one of the um, founders. I don't know what the right word is, but uh, of the Dogma ninety five filmmaking movement. Um, which I don't know all the um, things they had for it to be considered like part of the Dogma ninety five, but hmm. it's like. You shoot day of, you only use like audio. You don't use, you use all the audio on set. You don't use any artificial lighting. You um, don't do any Foley. You don't do any, mm-hmm. a- anything like that. So this isn't that. Um, right. lot, some of his movies have been, right. um, but this has some of that with the editing Yeah. yeah. on. It just feels kind of like incoherent mm-hmm. and cut together weird and it, it does make it feel like a horror movie but it, it feels like you're just a spectator mm. there's no like over the shoulders there's mm. no like straight on two yeah. camera shots it's always just kind of like it feels very almost suc- succession like documentary like quick zooms yeah and um yeah that's a good it, one. yeah i was you're gonna just say observing it switches this. between the documentary and the like painting yeah like mm. high art and then documentary. It like yes. swaps between those two frequently. Right. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. So uh, one of my favorite shots, I thought when watching the um, second sister, Claire um, is looking through the, the window. There's kind of the window. They have a, uh, a few scenes kind of in that, um, I don't know, like a bay window. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just kind of looking out side and it racks focus it's kind of focused on her it's a silhouette and then it racks focus to kind of out and you see kind of the the ocean i'm assuming it's the ocean mm. and then some like small little islands mm-hmm. and i just like that and i think mm. considering what she's feeling of kind of this like helplessness mm. and especially looking out at the ocean yeah it's like that's the most unpredictable thing right and i can't control that <clears throat> i can't control nature yeah just kind of and i think that's what i like to do too is just kind of look out mm. and that's i love nature i love nature too i shed and a little like, tear when the earth died because you know i love the earth and i can't control that i love the earth you know sometimes 
What did I do the other day? I went and looked at the moon the other day. Cody oh. saw me do it. Well done. I, I did. I was, I saw Cody's the moon. Cody's like, that guy's a And I was like, werewolf. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go to the park that's like a block from our house. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go look at the moon. Weirdo. And the whole time I was no. like, oh, I don't I look at the moon more often. Hmm. And it's a little peaceful, honestly, yeah. thinking like, oh man, I, this thing is so far away from me and something that I cannot control. You should look at it in like a telescope. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, have, it's so cool. Do you have a telescope? Cool. No. I should, I asked, I'm, I remember one year I almost like when I was like in junior high or high school, I thought about asking for a telescope. Mm-hmm. Ask around. For high school. Someone's probably got one. For, for Christmas. Like it's, it's pretty cool looking at the moon. Cool. Yeah. You ever think it's, I always picture a dinosaur. Huh? Like the, the, the imprint Chinese, of the moon. The Chinese like think a it's a rabbit. Oh, really? I always pictured mm-hmm. a dinosaur or like a, a, a rabbit on the moon. Yeah. Like the, you the, know, the, the shape. different like kind of hues of gray on the moon form like a little shape and different cultures think it's different things. So like the Chinese think it's a rabbit on the moon. Very interesting. You mean Caleb, the quote unquote culture thinks it's a dinosaur quote unquote moon. How far does the firmament go? Am I right? Flat earthers? It's How a joke. Dare you. Was a you joke. believe in How the moon? You. <laughs> you believe in the moon? Um, yeah, guys, we're at uh whoa, we're at uh, <laughs> we're at a little hour bit over. seven plus yeah. the intro plus so the intro, we've, which we've was gone like quite a while, a long um, intro. Lars Aventure uh, is a Nazi Tear? sympathizer. Simp- what? <laughs> you not remember that at this uh, premiere at Cannes, uh, two thousand eleven? Oh, I, I do remember he, this. Yeah, uh, said he. Um, is he not German? agreed with Hitler, but s- was sympathized. Cool. So he but committed also, career I, suicide. He, he said it like apparently in a joking tone, but did oh he? Oh my god! But the house that Jack built came out after this, and I like that. Um, anyway, what does that say about you, Caleb? <laughs> what does that say? I I should have chose the house that Jack built. I really like that. Do we do we talk about what actually happened at the end of this? Oh, film? and then at the end of the movie, uh, melancholy of the planet collides with Earth, and they all die. Um, <laughs> You know oh, what? actually, that was a really cool shot in the montage. It was the ending shot. Yeah. Was the only shot from space that you get to see the Earth collide oh. with the planet. Um, what's really cool about the shot at the end of the movie is that they're all kind of sitting on a hill yeah. and you see the planet approaching from their perspective mm-hmm. and kind of get a view of what it would actually look like for a planet to collide. And it's just like... That was dope. That was actually really cool. In a triangle-shaped hut, one might a call, secret cave. One might call it TP, but don't Imagine. cancel me for calling it that. Wow, uh, you've been canceled too many times. So yeah, well, once you're canceled enough, you can't be canceled again. <laughs> um, That's how that works for sure. Uh, I had a quick <laughs> thought. Shoot, was this spooky? Um, Cody says, yeah, yes. was this spooky? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, did, did, uh, does this I count as Spooktober? Is it a, uh, I think is it it is, a cop out? I think it's spooky for sure. I like yeah. it. Uh, you're going to love my pick. <laughs> it's definitely not wait. Melancholia. Yeah, yeah mine's really definitely not either. Kind of leaves <laughs> you feeling just kind of weird. No, I think it was a good pick, Caleb. I think, uh, like I said, I no. do think it, it, I think it has the visual language of a horror movie. And I think, yeah, I mean combining what's scarier than combining interpersonal and existential dread all in one movie like what's scarier than mental health 
like that's i mean we talked about it during um under the shadow right uh, of that yeah being we totally a did, yeah. horror movie like about fear what was uh-huh. that spooktober or no 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 that was, was mommy. mommy okay i was gonna say was that a year ago no i picked movies a, i picked a horror movie middle, middle for that East. yeah but uh yeah i mean all horror movies are kind of i mean not all necessarily but they're all t- typically about something right like mm-hmm. the, they're all showing some form of fear and this is a movie or exposing some form of human condition yeah exactly yeah. and that's what this movie is doing to a certain Hondo. extent yeah you made quite a case dude <laughs> i did not know or agree with your position before <laughs> And I'm I'm seeing it now. Like I, I real I, I actually really am. A fish out of water. <laughs> there you go. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, whose pick is it next? It is mine. It's Eric's Eric. pick, and he is picking another spooky movie. And I'm very excited. Can't wait to watch Ernest Scared Love Stupid. It. Oh God, um, we're so, not watching that. Although uh, that we'll movie, Bo is afraid. In <laughs> yes, oh. that movie in my child. I watched that uh, as a child. Ernest Scared Stupid scared me to death. I mean, it was really weird yeah. it was so weird huh i was genuinely afraid what was your after super scary that? movie as a kid caleb uh you know what my dad on tv he let me and my brother watch misery way too early misery remember misery uh, uh no it's hard to forget uh, with Kathy Bates yes. and uh, no. James Kahn. Have you watched it's a this? Stephen King book where he's trapped it's, in the cabin? Oh yeah, it's the yes, one with yes. the, and the legs and the legs. And she the, hobbles him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was yep. terrified of that. Yeah, you really? should be. My it's dad a was terif- like, "Oh, let's watch this." And you know, I was probably in like fifth grade, maybe. Yeah. He made you watch Misery in the fifth grade. He didn't make us watch it, but he on was like, it was on TV. Believable. It was on like you know. I mean, AMC. that's probably the least like horror, Dad, like yeah. explicit <laughs> horror, hey, like Stephen hey, King. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, it was, we watched it on TV, and so I I didn't see until probably college the the like actual version of him like getting his legs broken. I was like, holy <laughs> crap! It was just scary. Yeah. Oh, um, I missed that. Did you say you saw a TV edit? Yeah, TV. Oh, oh my bad, yeah. my bad, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. it was like TNT or yeah, 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 yeah. AMC or something. Yeah, where they just cut away, and you're like, that made no sense. Yeah. Uh, so I, it, I saw the TV version. Um, <laughs> the real version is dude. The real version, man, messed up. Yeah, I don't know what my. Yeah, what about you guys? What's a spooky movie? I, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said mine. Yeah. Mine was uh, James and the Giant Peach. Like the Tim Burton. Like, Dude, so many people have said that that freaked them out as kids. It's, it's a scary looking movie. Claymation is just scary looking. Yeah, it is. But also, but it's also very stylized in the beginning. It is very stylized. But in the like the aunts or whatever, yes, like sending a lightning rhino down and stuff. Uh-huh. And it, it scared me. The rhino, yeah, yeah, the rhino, and especially the little tidbit that they. Say that it, like ate James's parents, and yeah. you're like, oh my what? Eight? Yeah. <laughs> <Ate? laughs> yeah, that movie no. freaked me out as Dude, a kid. Rodal was, was like scared right up there, buddy. Old Timbit and combined him and Tim Burton and <laughs> traumatized a child. It was very Tim Burton, but I I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a good one. Cool. Well, pick, Caleb. <laughs> thanks for yeah, good wa- pick. watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching here on YouTube. If we've uh, if, Yo. if we successfully have done it all, uh, this would have been a very. I mean, we're just like sitting. We're, we're just sitting. We're just chatting. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's it's pretty low light, so uh, who knows what this will look like? But who knows? I'll, uh, I'll get the audio from you and I'll load it up in uh, Adobe and we'll see what what works. 
All right, we'll see you guys next week for our next installment of Spooktober. Enjoy your guys' this week. Uh, we'll see you then. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.